This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning, and thanks for joining me on Go To Grandma, the only radio show and podcast dedicated to today's grandparents. I'm your host, Kathy Buckworth, as we metaphorically leave the studio and travel out into the world on this, our 16th episode. Traveling is something that travel expert Natalie Pretty has done since she was a child, and now she can't wait to take her three young boys out exploring the world with her. Their grandparents, Natalie's parents, are an interracial couple, and Natalie is going to tell us about her experiences and outlook while traveling with them. Then we'll travel to a world of wonder with Ross Petty as he tells us all about his new holiday pantomime show, Alice in Wonderland. Ross has been doing this show on the stage and for the past two years on the screen for over 25 years. And I'm pretty sure I've been to almost every one of them with my four kids. I can't wait until my grandsons can join us for a live show next year. Canadians are gearing up for cross-border travel and shopping as Black Friday approaches. We'll talk to an expert from RBC about how to do it safely and cost-effectively. Get your tea or coffee to go this morning as we are on a non-stop direct flight to facts and fun. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're listening to Go To Grandma. Natalie Preddy is a travel and lifestyle writer, speaker, and mother to three young boys age one, three, and five. She is a columnist at both Post City Magazine and Divine.ca. Natalie is a guest expert on CityLine, CHCH Morning Live, CTV's Your Morning, and Global's The Morning Show. Good morning, Natalie Preddy. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Kathy. I am pumped to be here. So, Natalie, we've traveled together. I know you're a travel expert. You've traveled since you were very young, and now you're very excited to get your kids out into the world. So before we get into all of that, tell me about your kids and tell me about your parents, their grandparents. Yeah, so I have three little boys, one, three, and five, uh, Archie, Jamie, Charlie. Uh, They're little balls of energy, and I'm excited to start traveling with them again. I traveled with Charlie quite a bit. Uh, the oldest. He, mm-hmm. He's he been on lots of my uh, press trips and I'm just, you know, traveling for for us. Uh, and Jamie's done a little bit, uh, but of course, COVID has really uh, put a, a plug in a lot of our travel. So I'm looking forward to getting started again and uh, taking Archie on his first uh, plane trip. And I know that you travel with your parents, Natalie, with the kids' grandparents. And tell me about your parents and sort of the unique travel situations you find yourself in with them. Yeah, so I have always traveled, you know, as as you said, with my with my parents since I was little. And having a black father and a white mother, that's always caused uh, some issue. Um, my father, you know, has been held before for, um, you know, possibly kidnapping a child. Wow. Which it, it was it was just me. Um, wow. <laughs> and you know, when I asked for daddy, they were like, "Okay, all right, okay, I guess this is this is your father." And so, you know, we get some things when. It comes to traveling when we went to uh i remember going even i think just turks and caicos with the two older boys um now my middle son jamie is very very blonde Mm -hmm. white blonde you know he looks absolutely nothing like me (laughs) and he and my mother has also very uh very blonde hair so traveling with them they said someone asked so what is your relationship Mm -hmm. i said well you know these are my sons and this is my mother and the man looked at our passports, looked at my mother, looked at me, looked at the kids and said, okay, whatever. 
Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and people, you know, will often put um, my mom and Jamie together just because they both have blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but my father and Jamie, you know, who get a lot of looks, um, you know, especially, you know, going through customs, for instance, with my dad holding Jamie, I think people are very confused and they don't quite know what to say or do. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, one of the things that I've done with my kids uh, is I made sure that I changed my last name legally. So that way that would make things a little bit easier when trying to travel with my kids, just because just in anticipation of not looking like them and knowing what my parents went through traveling with me and my brother and sister and, you know, just trying to, to, get, you know, deal with that one right away. I think that's really, um, sm- yeah, really smart to do that. And, and I know people that put maybe their name as the child's middle name. So at least it turns up somewhere right in their documentation that the names are the same. And I'm sorry to hear that you've gone through um, situations like that. Do you have any tips for other biracial or interracial families who might be starting to travel on how to manage those situations or any tips that made it a bit easier for you? Yeah. So, you know, well, it's not always, it's not nice. You don't like to talk, (laughs) you know, to deal with it and to explain to everyone um, who you're, you know, what your relationship is to your child. And, and short of actually showing them stretch marks to say that you birthed (laughs) a child, um, I would say the name, having the Mm -hmm. name in the passport is always great. I do that with my kids. I also travel with a uh, notarized letter Mm -hmm. from my husband. Them, just saying that you know I have permission to to uh, with the kids and and that they are mine. Mm-hmm. So I'd say legally those two documents are you know the the name on the passport and then the letter. I think those two work. Other than that, I would just say to be prepared. You know, mm-hmm. you I, I'm sure people in biracial um, families get it all the time. My dad almost relishes it. He says, you know, he goes, I love when people. <laughs> come up to me and ask me what I'm doing with this child. So I love it because, you know, with Jamie, especially, so I love saying this is my grandson. Yes, uh, nice. So, yeah. you know, I think you just have to find the humor in it mm-hmm. as well. And I think, unfortunately, I, I mean, I feel like we're moving away from, um, from this. We do see lots more uh, biracial, be it black and white or Asian or, you know, whatever the, the mix is. I think we're seeing more mixes of, mm-hmm. of families. And uh, yeah, I think to just, you know, to just embrace it and enjoy those quizzical looks. I feel like that's all. That's you know, all I know. Exactly. Do. And your son, your oldest is five. Have you had to have a conversation with him about that? He's a bit young, really, to, to really say it out loud with him. Well, no, we do talk yeah. about it. I mean, we talk very openly about um, skin color, mm-hmm. and we talk about you know, gr- Granddad has black skin, Mummy has brown skin, and he has white skin. Yeah. Um, and then you know what that means when some people say these things to him, or when some people don't believe that it's their his granddad. Um, you know, we just tell him, you know, you just you know, you just give Granddad a big hug. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and, you know, you can just tell them how much you love your, your granddad. And then at his new school, actually, one of his best friends, 
uh, also has a biracial mother. Mm. Um, and so her father picks the little girl up from school and he's black as well. So I think having that similarity for him as well, saying, hey, your granddad's right. black, my granddad's black. You know, I yeah. think that similarity just makes it all a bit easier for him um, to, to really understand. So we really have to put it in, in, in basic, basic terms at this point. And also, you know, it, it can also be hard because it's it's easy to whitewash it as well. You know, sure. um, you know, we are all the same and, you know, it just matters how kind you are. And it's nice to say those things, but yeah, <laughs> but it's just not true. So it, having those those really frank conversations about skin color and that, you know, granddad may be treated differently. Mummy may be treated differently. And, and this is why, and, and this is how we deal with it. I think having those upfront conversations has been, been key Perfect. and I will do it Perfect. with all, with all, with all of your kids. They get older. And if we want to follow along with your travels, Natalie, we can find you on Instagram at Natty P travels, I believe. Uh, no, just underscore or Natty P underscore Natty P. Thank you so much for this conversation. I think it's important that, and I can't wait to see you out in the world again sometime. Take- Thank you. Me too. Great to talk to you, Kathy. Take care. You too. Ross Petty acted in his own holiday pantomime for 20 years. He loved being the bad guy or the bad girl. He loved getting booed every time he stepped onto the stage. Recently, he has decided to pour all of his energy into producing the shows, which he had always done. Ross's legacy is introducing the magic of live theater to thousands of children. He loves that many of those kids are now parents and they bring their children to the show. Good morning, Ross Petty. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Kathy. I'm delighted to be with you. So you know, Ross, that I have been, I think, to every single one of your productions with my kids who are now, well, pretty grown up. I have two grandkids myself now, and we will all be watching your show on screen this year. But I can't wait to get it back live with you in the theater. Tell me about this year's show. What's different? What's happening? What's new? Well, thank you for uh, for your support over all these years because, you know, <laughs> We were going to be celebrating our 25th anniversary at the Elgin Theatre with our uh, holiday family musicals, but then COVID hit, uh, and we decided that we had to go forward with the show. We couldn't sit out a year, and then last year we did our first virtual production, which mm-hmm. was Home for the Holidays. Um, and this year, you know, Kathy, we just still felt that uh, uh, people would not be comfortable sitting in a live theatre, especially if they weren't socially distanced. And that's why we decided to go forward with a second virtual show, uh, which is going to be Alice in Winterland. In Winterland. Uh, Nice. Winterland, because uh, we have Alice uh, being uh, totally wrong done by the evil queen Frostina. Nice. Frostina wants to turn Wonderland into Winterland. But you know what? Uh, The end result, I don't want to be a spoiler here, but (laughs) she ain't going to be happy with making that happen because Alice and her pals uh, are not going to let her turn it into Winterland. So we did watch it last year and it was fantastic, your virtual production, and we will for sure be watching again this year. Um, You always manage to work in some uh, humor for the grownups in the crowd as well. I assume that's the case this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, we always, uh, I I think we actually have more jokes uh, for adults and for kids. I mean, of course, the shows play on two levels, you know, with a lot of wonderful colors and uh, costumes and uh, crazy characters for the kids to love. And all those jokes, of course, that fly over the kids' heads for the adults. Uh, I mean, uh, just a small example, uh, we all know that uh, Alice 
encounters the Cheshire Cat in the normal story Mm -hmm. of Alice in Wonderland, but in our version, uh, she encounters the Chess Pfizer cat. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we we have a a little uh, alluding to the fact of what's been going on in the world for the past 18 months. So uh, we're we're always throwing in whatever's going on uh, anywhere uh, in the world, uh, and that's one of the elements that we bring into the show this year. And you have a fabulous cast, as always. Um, Tell me a little bit about who we have this year. Well, we have some of our great, great uh, audience favorites. Uh, number one being Dan Shamroy playing Plumbum. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and Plumbum has been an iconic character for us over, I think, eight shows now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan is well known by audiences at Stratford because he's always the lead in uh, many musicals. He was he was slated to be the lead in Chicago uh, before mm. COVID shut it down at Stratford. And um, Yeah, I saw him actually in the Rocky Horror Picture Show at Stratford. He was fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. He was Frank and Furter yeah, in the Rocky Horror exactly. Picture Show. And that was Stratford's longest ever playing uh, show in the history of their longstanding run of uh, wonderful shows at Stratford. Oh, wow. I did not uh, know that. That's yeah. amazing. I saw him in Billy Elliot as well. He's, he's a fantastic actor. So many levels. Absolutely. And also, we have Eddie Glenn, who nice. has done 19 shows for me. <laughs> Buttons, uh, the, right? He's, he's everybody's favorite ginger. And uh, <laughs> we have uh, um, Sarah Jean Hosey playing the evil queen, Frostina. Nice. Uh, Sarah Jean has taken over for me when I used to play the villain. And uh, she's been our villainess for the past three shows. So she's awfully mean and very booable. Good. Good. We yeah. need to boo. Do you miss the booze, Ross? I sure do, Kathy. <laughs> I mean, I, I just only get them from my wife at home these <laughs> days, but I prefer getting them from the audience full of distraught <laughs> yeah, people angry at me for being so nasty. And uh, But, uh, you know, I think uh, Sarah Jean Hosey is a wonderful replacement. Yeah, I'm sure. She, I mean, I've seen her, right? I've seen her in the show. She's great. Yeah. I, I was joking in the intro to the show, too, that I had to retrain my kids to not boo at other theater productions when <laughs> someone was doing something bad on stage. I'm like, that's for Ross only. <laughs> but, you know, when you talk about kids, you know, I, I, I love the fact that over all the years we've been doing these shows, Kathy, the most important part for me to take away is that we've introduced the Magic of Life Theater to thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. kids, not just here in Ontario, because we've had six of our shows shot as television specials, mm-hmm. national television specials. And um, it's just a, a wonderful way to introduce kids to theater because uh, they can participate. And, you know, even though we're virtual with uh, Alice in Winterland this year, uh, kids can still participate because we've added a wonderful element, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure, uh, to this year's storyline. So kids, I think, are really into that kind of participation online, and uh, they will be able to do so uh, with uh, this year's show. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was reading that actually on your website, and I'm really curious to see how that comes together. And that's, of course, all the information is. So how does how does it work in terms of how do we get tickets and how do we actually get to experience the show online? Uh, the only place to get tickets is at rosspetty.com. Okay. Uh, people go to my website and they'll see all sorts of wonderful things about what we've done over the years, some uh, reminiscences of past shows, some of the the uh, TV specials we've done, uh, all about the cast for this year's show in costume, and it'll mm-hmm. give them an idea of what to expect when they see the 
uh, streaming version of the show on December 18 and December 19. And by the way, Kathy, the, uh, there's no specific time on December 18 or 19. People can stream the show throughout both those days. Oh, that's fantastic. So it, yeah. whatever works for our, our schedules with little kids, that's, fantastic. Exactly. that's really good. Yeah. yeah. And I, you're right. I, I looked at, uh, and you'd send me some photos from the production. The makeup and the costumes are fantastic this year. Oh, I tell you, uh, I'm so, you know, if you enjoyed last year's show, you're going to be head over heels about this year's shows because we, we learned a lot about last mm-hmm. year being our first virtual show. And we have so many different uh, settings. And uh, um, as you can imagine, all the different wonderful, wondrous characters that Alice encounters. Uh, other than the Chesfizer cat, we have the Mad Hatter. We have uh, uh, the Dodo Bird. <laughs> we have... Uh, um, all kinds of wonderful uh, elements in the show this year. So maybe it's a bit like me being asked about who's my favorite kid. Actually, I just have favorite grandkids now. But what's looking back? Where's the like? What's your favorite show that you've done? I've like I said, I think I've seen them all. But uh, which one? Which one really stands out to you? You have to pick one. Well, if you had to pick one, <laughs> that, 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 you know, of course, that's the toughest question uh, you could possibly ask. I know. Me, but uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, I guess. Well, it's kind of a bittersweet answer because I mean, the one I think about most when asked that question is when I retired from being an actor right. on stage, and that was in 2015, and we were doing Peter Pan, mm-hmm. and my last role on stage was the evil Captain Hook. Yes. And uh, so I have uh, very fond memories of that particular show, um, and it was a wonderful character to sort of say farewell uh, to uh, being the evil person in these shows. So, yeah, I'd say it was uh, Peter Pan from 2015. Actually, in my office at Home Ross, I have a signed picture from you from that show, actually, to our family. So I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'm going to put it up, yeah, on social oh, media. It was, yeah, that was one of our favorites as well. Yeah. So, you know, we go to rosspetty.com, we get our tickets, we set aside sometime on December the 18th and the 19th to watch your show, and I can't wait to see how the Choose Your Adventure um fact is going to work in that. So anything else you want to tell us before before we end this up? No, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, um, again, I had to be certain that audiences could be safe coming mm-hmm. to the Elgin Theater live. And yeah. I just did not feel in my heart of hearts that this year was quite ready to receive a live audience, and particularly with so many children in the exactly. audience. Exactly. So um, all I can say is that we sure hope that we can come back live at the Elgin Theatre to officially celebrate our 25th anniversary in 2022. And we will look forward to that as well. In the meantime, we will see you on December the 18th or the 19th, and I will be there in person if you are there next year in person as well. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Ross. My pleasure, Kathy. Thank you. Take care. Marlene Atzori has more than 30 years of experience as a cross-border expert, both personally and professionally. Since the inception of RBC USA over 18 years ago, she has led with advice, embracing the benefits of the unique cross-border banking while serving as the voice to the consumer. Marlene holds a Bachelor of Arts degree, PFP in designations from the Institute of Canadian Bankers, but perhaps her strongest attribute is her passion for helping Canadians make their cross-border dreams a reality. Good morning, Marlene. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So what does this land border reopening in November mean to Canadians? And what are the first steps for planning our trip south? Kathy, it's the restart of vacation. <laughs> yep. Winter winter escape living, visiting family in the U.S., and of course, 
cross-border shopping. The first steps in getting ready is that we should keep an eye out on the Government of Canada website for any changes. The dynamics of legislation on both sides of the border can change within hours and usually implemented quite quickly. Mm -hmm. Be prepared to be flexible if necessary. It's all about having a checklist of all the requirements and also having options. RBC USA website and our team are here to support. That's great advice, checking that, because you're right, it does change so quickly. So once the requirements are met and Canadians have booked their travels, what should they be considering as they think about traveling down south again? It's all about the facilitation. And this is where RBC USA, as a U.S. domiciled financial institution, can further assist. As Canadians, we need to ensure we have our U.S. banking accounts and U.S. credit cards set up. Most importantly, activated and current. For example, check your expiry dates on both your credit cards and U.S. debit cards, as U.S. debit cards have expirations and require activation on renewal. It's an added security. Confirm mailing addresses before you travel. Our cross-border banking allows you easy access to U.S. cash at over 50,000 no-fee ATMs. Let's not forget the digital capabilities we offer with the mobile or online banking and our 24-hour toll-free advisors. Kathy, healthcare remains top of mind. With travel insurance, we also offer Maple, a telehealth service. And as a trusted partner with our RBC USA cross-border banking, you will have 24-hour access to a U.S. or Canadian doctor. Wow, that's fantastic. I'm I'm sure all the listeners are writing all these tips down right now. These are really good things to keep in mind. There's a lot, right? There's a lot of details to keep in mind. So Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Okay, that's exciting for a lot of people. Uh, What advice would you give Canadian shoppers who want to shop uh, U.S. retailers? Not just them, but anytime, really. Well, this is important. Make a plan based on your comfort level with travel. Mm -hmm. Will it be in person or online? Be aware of foreign transaction fees and costs. We understand that the comfort level to travel may still present some hesitation. Hence why we at RBC have a suite of great partners to support our clients. A synergy of sorts, from car rentals to insurance, or in this case, shopping. Mm -hmm. For our savvy U.S. shoppers that can't make it across, we got them covered. Imagine shopping your favorite U.S. retail store from the comfort of your home here in Canada. With our partnership at myus.com, you will have the peace of mind that it will be shipped directly to your home here in Canada while saving on taxes and duty. And of course, just in time for the holiday season. Perfect, perfect. And if we, uh, you've mentioned this a few times, but if we want more information and, and great advice and support, we would head to royalbank.com slash US banking, correct? That is correct. Thank you so much, Marley. This is, again, such topical advice, and it's it's always nice to talk to you and get our get our credit cards going again. <laughs> it's, it is an exciting time. It is. So thank you so much for having me, and happy shopping. Thanks, Marlene. I have had to remind my kids not to boo the bad guys when we go to the theater. That honor is held for only Ross Petty and his designated baddies during his annual holiday classic. Do yourself and your family a real favor by checking out Ross's show this year. 
Ross and I have known each other for years, and holiday season wouldn't be the same for my family without laughing through another one of his shows. Next week's show is like a great magazine. Fashion icon Jeannie Becker joins me as we take on those articles that tell us what we can't wear after the age of 50, as if. Journalist Sarah Stoller discusses her article in the Washington Post on how the pandemic has exacerbated the transformation of grandparenthood. Real estate expert and former journalist Josie Vogels walks us through top tips for downsizing. And on our Take 5 with RBC series, we talk about CareEasy, an app from RBC Ventures that assists caregivers in planning and supporting family caregivers. Thanks for dropping in today. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Enjoy your grand journey. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her. Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.